0: Welcome, my name is
1: Anna Ott. And I'm Lucy Fackrell. And this is Health Collective. A podcast that looks at health collectively, how it pertains to you, how to get more involved, questions you want answered, and more.
0: Thanks for joining us. Okay, everyone, welcome back to the next episode of the Health Collective. Today we have Zach Hazlett on and we're very excited. Zach Hazlet was born and raised in the beautiful landscape of Moab, Utah. Zach's deep connection to nature emerged as he was raised in the banks of the Colorado River. Over the years, he began guiding where he not only mastered navigating the river, but also discovered the therapeutic potential of the great outdoors. Believing in the power of nature to heal hearts, Zach always harbored a dream of integrating his love for the environment with his passion for helping people. He completed a master's degree in marriage and family therapy and made his dream a reality by founding... Get Outside Together, an organization designed to encourage individuals to step out of their comfort zones and embrace nature as a means of healing. Zach's approach to therapy is as unique as his journey, combining traditional therapeutic techniques with the transformative power of nature. His love for people and his commitment to their well-being are the driving forces behind his work. With a heart as vast as the Utah landscape, Zach continues to guide people not just through the river currents, but through the ebbs and flows of life helping them navigate towards peace, healing, and growth. Welcome on, Zach.
2: Well, thank you for the introduction. I have to thank ChatGPT for writing that for me right before this. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad it worked, glad it worked yeah. out.
0: <laughs> we love it. We love it. Um, and so just off of that introduction, could you tell us a little bit about your story personally and where just where you are? little introduction yeah
2: okay so um first off thanks for having me i, really, I was really grateful for um, the reach out here i like uh, the intro said like i grew up in the lab born and raised on the river here in the lab my parents actually met as river guys which was a super cute story that someday i'll share with everyone in like a book or something i don't know but i um just really saw how powerful nature is for for healing and especially a holistic healing approach to get sunlight and be outside grounded, you know, feet on the ground, hearing the sounds of the birds and the leaves in the wind, all sorts of different things. There are so many therapeutic aspects of it that I was just like, wait, this can be so powerful. And then as I went to school and become a therapist, it was kind of like the long-term dream was combining that therapeutic element of nature with uh, practical clinical therapeutic interventions. And um that's kind of how I landed here as, you know, the quote unquote outdoor therapist, where I just do lots of things with lots of couples and people, individuals, men, women, it doesn't matter who it is, but we get outside and we get disconnect from life and phones and the worries of life and reconnect with ourselves and with the people around us. So that's kind of what I do and and very, very short how I got there.
1: That's awesome. No, that's that's amazing. My family, for our listeners, my family met Zach and his family running the river down in Moab forever ago with them. And since siblings have gone back for senior trips and all of that. So it's a great, great place to be. But you, you kind of touched about your studies and how you earned your master's degree in marriage and family therapy. Um, what Was the journey of getting there? Did you always know you wanted to be a therapist? And then, like, how long were you in school kind of figuring that out? Kind of what is that journey?
2: Yeah. So, the long story short with that was I wasn't planning on being a therapist necessarily right off the bat. I more was excited about learning how to use nature more. And so, I was going to just kind of take over the river company and do more trips. But then I had a professor, Lauren, Dr. Lauren Barnes, and she's amazing. And she was like, hey, you have like a very healing nature about you. I think you'd be a really good therapist. And I was like, Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. And so I looked into it a little more and then I was like, hey, this actually looks really intriguing to me. I would love to know better how to help people and, and how to heal. And so that was kind of when I started looking towards it a little more and then ultimately I was like okay if I apply and get in I'll do it if I don't then I'm going to move forward with my life and I got into the program and here we are so
1: that's awesome let fate decide
2: yeah I let fate decide for sure
0: (laughs) Uh, and along with that so you have become a marriage and family therapist so where do you work right now
2: yeah so I I work, um, there's a clinic up in Pleasant Grove. It's called the Whole Person Counseling. It also, part of it is, it's kind of two different clinics. It's covenant sex therapy as well. Dr. Anthony Hughes runs that. And I work part-time, I'll say with that, a handful of clients a week uh, is all. But it's really fun. I work mostly with couples, um, working through all sorts of different struggles and things. And then I also just do my thing down here in Moab and travel around a bit, try try and meet people where they are.
0: Mm -hmm. and so you're in moab with the we've seen your outdoor therapist instagram so like what has we've talked about how it inspires you but is that like your full-time goal right now to get that going um and turn it Um, into practice
2: no not at all actually so the outdoor therapist is funny it's i started it like in january and had the goal of just like okay I have learned a lot of hard lessons in my life and I've also needed a lot of words of encouragement and I have a lot of them written down and things that in my journal and whatnot that I'm like, Oh, these are really powerful quotes or whatever. And so I was like, Oh, maybe if I just share them with people in like a friendly way, kind of like, as if I was their therapist, just encouraging them, motivating them, maybe that would help them the same way that it helped me or in a similar way. And so I started posting and within, a couple of weeks, I had a couple of reels that kind of went viral, and so within the last month, I went from nothing to like almost a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, which has been a wild ride. <laughs> but as far as your like original question was that, is is my goal to my goal is to just share kindness and love through that. Like, I don't have a goal to like monetize it and do ads and any of that. Like, I'm I'm trying to avoid that as much as possible because I, honestly, I hate social media, and so. It's this hard double-edged sword where I'm like, well, there are good things about it, but so much of it is also just draining and comparison and I'm not good enough and blah, blah, blah. So I try to just share a little bit of like that love and encouragement so that when people do see it, they can be reminded of how important they are and of their worth and that yeah. they can do it. So that's more my goal with it is to just help help people feel loved. So.
1: That's awesome. And that's, I feel like, a great way to combat that, you know, comparative nature of social media that is out there. Because we have looked at your account, and if anyone's looking, he didn't ask us to put this plug in or anything, but it is the Outdoor Therapist <laughs> on Instagram. And, like, it, it is, it can be, like, a moment that people, I feel like, can meditate for a minute on what you're saying. So I think that's awesome, just to have that as, like, a side passion project. That's what this is for us. So, um, yeah. But we also know that you've started this like, company called Outside Together. And even actually Ellie Burnson, she was on our podcast last week yeah. and she runs, helps with everybody and they're doing retreats with you and all of that. So it's kind of fun to have that overlap that we didn't even plan. We just know both of you guys. And so then it came together yeah. nicely. Um, But would you mind telling us what the purpose is of this company and why it is so important to you?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, literally the title, the name of the company is what the purpose is. Get outside together. Like I called it that and it all came in this like random thoughts of like, I just really want to help people just to get outside, you know, together and build relationships. And I was like, wait a second, get outside together. Why not? And so that's kind of how that happened. And it's, that's my, that's my goal. Like my goal is to just get people outside to, do some healing and and enjoy nature and experience life outside of not just outside of nature but outside of what they know and what their norm is and what they're comfortable with right pushes them into some discomfort where they can really grow and really become you know the unempowered version of themselves so that's that's kind of the goal of it and the purpose of it
0: i love that and what's the difference between like getting outside and like doing a hike versus like outdoor therapy is there a difference
2: yeah so i mean i would i will say and i have to say this to be legal and ethical is the trips that we do are not therapy they're not meant to replace therapy i'm not offering therapy on the on the trips it's more they're they're therapeutic in nature and what they do um but there's structure to it i mean there's you know conversations are guided a little bit and We're setting up and orchestrating people to be in places where they can help each other. For example, if you, if I have a couples trip and there's a partnership and there's one partner who is the more maybe dominant partner or controlling partner, and the other one is more passive, I'll shift the roles there and I'll have the more passive partner maybe lead the hike, or the more passive partner will be belaying the more controlling partner on a rappel. So like all of a sudden. Their their roles are completely shifted, and so it forces them into like I say some discomfort. But it's very orchestrated discomfort that is meant to challenge and and heal. And so if you just go outside and go for a hike, it's going to be very healing. But doing something like this is maybe a little bit more of like a an intentional like I'm going outside to heal. Mm -hmm. And so you don't just get the passive results of it; you get some some very intentional results. And I'm a firm believer in like where you put your intention and where you put your energy. That is where you will get whatever it is you're looking for. Um, and so if your intention is to go outside and you you will go outside and you will heal.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And personally, as in, sorry for you to give a personal example of how has this kind of outdoor approach impacted you and your life of being in nature, of being intentional, how has that shaped who you are and who you are becoming?
2: No, that's a great question. How has nature shaped who I am and who I'm becoming? Um, I think think one of the most beautiful parts about nature is you let your guard down. You are 100% vulnerable in nature. You're away from the comfort of your home, the comfort of your job, your life, your normal life. And so when you let your guard down, you're able to be seen for who you really are. And when you're able to be seen wholly and in in that dynamic or that group setting um you really are able to reflect back on yourself and and see a lot of things that maybe you otherwise wouldn't be able to and part of it is the routine getting out of a routine shakes things up but i think the vulnerability of being in nature especially being in a place like the desert in moab where it's very powerful right you're out in the middle of nowhere it's like i could you know Die here. Like, there are things out here that could kill me. You know, like, it sounds kind Mm -hmm. of intense when I say it that way, but it's like Mm -hmm. that is such a powerful thing where you just can be totally vulnerable and you're not worried. I would say, even bigger than anything, is when you're outside, you're not worried about what other people are thinking, right? You're literally just worried about taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. You're worried about the task at hand and what's going on. And that's such a powerful metaphor for life where if people could take away all the expectations and all of the things that they're worried about and the people that have eyes on them and just worry about themselves and what the task at hand is and moving through life and, you know, accomplishing things, then they would be able to recognize how powerful they really are.
0: Yeah. I feel like nature um, and like the actual physical nature can like release people's like, it, like their true potential nature that's in them um i guess though my question is would you encourage like everyone to do this kind of thing or like you know i feel like some people are not the biggest nature people um but have you seen like people that aren't big nature people get out there and like yeah oh, that's a great
2: question yeah <laughs> um i've taken people from you know like never left the city of new york to come on a four-day rafting adventure and ended up loving it and so i wouldn't say like yes everyone has to do this has to do this i would say more i don't think i don't think any population anyone like that goes outside for the purpose of healing is going to have like a i I mean you can't promise anything but a bad experience like Mm -hmm. it's just like we're, we're meant to be outside we're, we're, as human beings like there's a physiological part of us that needs sunlight that needs water right where does water come from? it's it's the world like it's nature um And so I think there's definitely an element that absolutely everyone can benefit from. Um, I think the level of maybe like intensity or what you do that that varies like you don't want to put yourself at risk but definitely challenge yourself right like definitely push yourself to do some harder things and and get out of your comfort zone.
1: Yeah. I love that. I think that's very true. And I remember as a kid going and we had a very diverse group of people in our boat and one individual was very much city. And by the end, she was like loving everything. And so that that's a fun memory. You just like, you're bringing up all the memories in my mind, Zach. Um, okay. So going along, kind of this the same branch of thought what would you consider a success story in the realm of therapy whether it's outdoor or indoor like how does one measure success and can it be measured in this realm
2: Ooh, that is a good question how do you measure success i think we we do ourselves a disservice by the title or the label that we put around what success is right it's like oh if i work a little longer days, or if I, you know, try a little harder, or I I do a little more, get a different job, like, there's, there's all sorts of things that make us successful, right? Oh, if I wear the nice clothes, and all of those things are success in the sense of like something you've attained or achieved physically or tangibly. But I think overall, if we look at just our purpose in life, like you look at any of the studies and what brings true happiness, None of those things do. And so I would say success in therapy is when someone can recognize that their worth has nothing to do with, you know, what they accomplish or what they do in life and everything to do with who they are as a person and just the fact that they exist Uh, because you don't need to acquire anything to be a success. In, in the eyes of God, in the eyes of you know people who actually care about you. You simply have to learn how to love who you are as a person. Um, so whether it be in nature or in an office or wherever, I think the greatest successes that I see is when people really learn to let go of the expectations of trying to become what other people think they should be and really lean into and embrace, knowing that they are every single day becoming a better version of themselves and that is a success
0: here here stamp (laughs) of approval end right
1: there (laughs) that's awesome but so good
0: yeah i feel like um like when people feel confident in their own skin it is like a game changer in how they feel themselves and see the world and treat others um so just on that people like hear that and they're like that's what i want that's what I want. How do people like what are steps to either like figuring out like how to get into therapy as well as like I know you like what you said like your company is not a therapy thing but it helps with just like yeah. or empowerment. I don't know how you would specifically phrase it. Like what would you recommend right. people's first steps?
2: Um that's a very loaded question what are, what are the first <laughs> steps to becoming confident and comfortable with yourself um everyone's different and and there's a lot of factors that play into all of this and so there's no blanket answer i wish there were right it's like oh if you go to therapy six times or if you you know are consistent with your you know getting up early or you take cold plunge baths whatever you know like there's a bajillion different things and nothing is a fix-all um I think really it is a matter of figuring out what. I have to be careful with this too. Like trauma, for example, traumas. Like traumas are. I I think that a good definition of trauma is anything that you've gone through in your life that that was really difficult and you didn't have the proper support to get through it. I think that could be defined as a, as, a, as a trauma in general maybe like a generalized trauma there's obviously like more intense traumas that are really difficult um but everyone in that regard has gone through you know they call it in psychology like little T traumas where they haven't felt supported they haven't felt loved they haven't you know had had the the backing to get through those hard things and so recognizing what some of those hard things are Learning to to recognize kind of when your nervous system reacts to those things, what brings it on, like gathering data. So like, I love the idea that all the emotions that we feel, every single emotion is data. It's information that we can gather. And so when we suppress emotions, we block things out, we're pushing away that information. Therefore, we don't have as much to work with. And so I'm, I'm a big advocate of really letting yourself feel emotions, whether it's sadness or frustration, anger, you know, happiness, joy, any, any emotion on the emotion wheel, like let yourself feel it and then look at where it's coming from. What are the things that make me happy? I'm going to do more of those things. What are the things that make me anxious? I'm going to figure out where it's coming from, why I'm feeling so anxious and how to maybe avoid some of those things. And if I can't avoid it, what can I do to better pr- prepare myself to handle it? And to get through the emotion more so that's i think the biggest thing is everyone regardless of whether they can go to therapy or have access to to help like that is just just let yourself feel and and try and gather that information and, and see where those things are coming from and see what you can do alone to to work with that information and then confide in trusted friends you know if you can't access a therapist if you can get to a therapist for sure talk to a therapist about it and bring that information to them and i good therapists will also help you see those things they're going to help you understand the patterns that you have in your life they're going to help you feel empowered to make the changes and, and work towards healing right and they're not going to discount your traumas or your experiences and make you feel less than they're going to help you feel like everything that you've been through is part of what you've been through and if it's been incredibly hard like that is so hard and that is, you know, okay. It's okay to feel all of those things. So anyway, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot that could go through. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah. No, well. that
1: totally does. That totally does. And the the concept of like compartmentalizing, you know, where these emotions are coming from. Oh, I just hit my microphone. Or what like how to handle it, I feel like is a very good approach that's often talked about. Um, but I felt like you just gave a lot of tools to help kind of make that approach more possible. So thank you. Um, and then one of our final questions for you, as we kind of wrap up, um, is where do you see the world of therapy going, uh, or where do you hope it goes in that kind of regard? Um, just because, you know, when it comes to like even outdoor therapy and those approaches, we feel like we've seen a shift since COVID and how that has promoted more outdoor behaviors for people. But where do you see the world of therapy headed?
2: That's a great question. Um, Where do I see the world of therapy headed? I, I feel like the world of therapy, I mean, even 10 years ago, there was a stigma attached to it that was like, oh, if you go to therapy you're you know you've got problems or you've got issues and whatever but now it's shifted a lot and i'm so grateful because now it's like oh if you're not going to therapy then like maybe you should be like there's a lot you could glean from it and so Mm -hmm. i think that's a good shift and then i think as far as therapy in regards to healing which is ultimately like what a therapist is helping people to heal like that's kind of a, a pretty easy answer for that um I'd I'd hope that and I was actually just talking to my mom about this, where in a in a perfect world, most people wouldn't need a ton of therapy, right? Maybe things that are really traumatic that have happened, then like that you need some really deep help. But in a perfect world, people just have a connection with enough people around them that they can feel love, they can feel validated, they can feel empowered. Um, you know, and and if you feel like you're surrounded by people who maybe dampen your life or make you feel less than as a person, then of course you're gonna have anxiety. Of course you're gonna feel depressed when when everyone is kind of out to get you, so to speak. And so I, I'd hope that therapy, yes, as a as a profession continues to grow. But I think also I'd I'd hope that most people who go through therapy also learn learn some techniques and some tools and maybe see how they were treated in their moments of hardship um, so that they can use those to help their friends. Right. And that doesn't mean they're therapists, therapist. And that doesn't mean you have to be a therapist for your friends, but creating a safe space to be able to talk about hard things, being empathetic, you know, validating their experience, encouraging, being kind. Like there is no reason why kindness shouldn't be just dominating this world because it is so much more powerful than hate, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I mean the reason really is that people people will tear other people down so that they don't have to do the work to bring themselves up. And that's just like the sad truth about why people bring others down. And one very easy way to to see this and to just be like, whoa, that's true, is look at someone that you look up to or you admire or you hope to be like. And they won't be Talking trash on you, they won't be being negative or or whatever to you. Why? Because they are ahead of you. I say in quotation marks because we're we're on our own journeys, but they're not. They're not worried about you know what people think of them because they're in their own lane and they're confident and they're moving forward. It's the people that are struggling and that aren't confident and don't know how to do the work and that are hurt, obviously too. Like there's a quote that's you know hurt people hurt people and I agree with that to to some extent but when people are struggling and going through a hard time it's it's much easier to just bring someone down and get a quick hit of feeling good about yourself than it is to actually do the work consistently every day to bring yourself up
1: yeah powerful (laughs) so good zach
0: yeah i like i like the power of kindness it's true i like
2: oh it's so powerful
0: yeah it's so it's life-changing and they like People that are just kind are just radiating. You want to be around them. They have a good, yes. good energy. Well, right? it's like,
2: I mean, you th- think about it. This is something that I just, I will go to my grave with this. But like, it <laughs> okay. takes zero effort to like smile at someone as you walk past them, right? Or to just wave or say hi or whatever. But it changes their life. Like you never know what that person might be going through. They could literally be having the hardest day ever. And your simple smile could change the direction of their day, of their week, of their life. Like you really have no idea. Abraham Lincoln said this. It's like one of my favorite quotes ever. I do not like that man. I must get to know him better. And if we truly understood what other people were going through, there would be very few people that we dislike or that we hate. And that doesn't mean we have to like be best friends with everyone, but it's like, oh, I can look at, you know, sally walking down the road and just know if she has a a, a, like face that she feels looks like she's doing you know not doing great i can be like man she's probably going through a lot i bet like a little smile and wave would make her laugh or whatever and maybe it would change her day but if i like you know gave her a thumbs down or like yelled at her or (laughs) got mad at her for being in my way or something like that could just make her spiral so it's like why why not right why not
0: yeah there's no reason, yeah. It's just like, just I love it. I love it. Be kind. <laughs> um, there's no words. <laughs> just to finish off, like, is there a way that people can find your like, um, get outside together company? Like, if they were like, this, I would love to do this experience. Um, do you have a website? A Facebook? Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I mean, I feel weird. I have not haven't but also, I guess I want everyone to be able to enjoy things mm-hmm. if they want to but it's just get um and then that, the outdoor therapist on instagram and i mean
0: mm-hmm. you're
2: welcome to come check all those awesome. things out but mostly mostly i mean my like advice that people is just just let go of the phones and things and like find the people you care about and go spend some time with them outside whatever it is like even if it's cold go like throw a snowball at each other for a second and come back in you know what I mean it's like do mm-hmm. something to let go of the phones because I mean this is another thing I will you know take to my grave with me is phones are so powerful and like there's so much good that can come from it but it is destroying it is destroying people because it's not real connection I mean like on Instagram you have these people that you follow and like why do we follow people we follow people for one of two reasons. One, we want to be like their life. Like we want our life to look like theirs or because they inspire us to mm-hmm. be or do something. Like one of those two is, is it. And if you're looking at something or following someone and it's more, adding more of like jealousy or like I want to be more like them or I wish that my life was like them, it's probably not helping you. Even though you might yeah. feel good about it because it's like a funny, cute reel or like a cool post or like blah, blah, blah if it doesn't add value it's kind of like i think of it as like if you are lactose intolerant right and but you like the taste of milk so like you're gonna drink it but it makes you feel like crap it's like you kind of choose that right you're like well (laughs) i could have not but i did it anyway and so with media we have no there's no we don't owe anyone that we follow we don't owe anything to them so if they have post something and it makes us not feel super great unfollow it right or like if we feel jealous or whatever like check in that's information jealousy like that's an emotion right so Mm -hmm. learn from that and be like whoa i'm not feeling super great unfollow it and so just getting away from the phone and like only following things that have value to your life i always challenge people that i'm working with to go and unfollow anything like anything and anyone that doesn't make them feel better about themselves because that old friend from high school if they're posting something that makes you feel bad you don't know that anything it's social media, right? It's like, we can't worry about whatever or like that that influencer that you followed and they message you back a couple of times so you feel like you have a relationship with them. If they start to post things that like you don't feel good about, don't feel like you have to keep following them. Like there's just mm-hmm. so much more to life than that. And real connection with real human beings can never, ever be replaced with any amount of people on the internet
1: so good get outside get with your people i'm all for that that's my goal every day is to be outside at least at least once (laughs) (laughs) if not an all day (laughs) thank you zach
0: yeah this this has been awesome we really appreciate it. And I'm excited to think more and have conversations with my friends about things that we discussed on this podcast today. It's so great. thank you so much for joining us. And we're excited for this to come
2: out.